here we go. Welcome back to the Yes Functional Longevity Podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Hi, my name is Chris Borda, best-selling author of Get Stronger, Live Longer, the expert's guide to strength training for longevity, and the owner of Yes Fitness. Uh, coming from my house today, figured it would be better than doing it from home than the gym today, so... I want to thank you for taking time to listen to what I have to say today. I think it's going to be a very interesting topic. We don't have very much housekeeping to go over, so let's just get right into this. What I want to talk about today is I want to talk about motivation. It's something many people struggle with, and I think the information I give you today will help you to be able to look inside yourself, figure out just a little bit more about who you are, and be able to understand how you can address things to be able to be more motivated and accomplish things in life. This has, just doesn't have to do with fitness. This has to do with anything that you're working on in life. Um, but how you react to certain things determine how you go about accomplishing a goal. So I recently read a book on motivation types. And what was interesting about this book is it gives us some insight to our clients. So when I'm sitting down and talking to someone, it gives me some insight on how to help them motivate themselves and how I can help to motivate them. It also gives me some insight on myself, on how I motivate myself to get things done. So this book talks about four different motivation types. And I'm going to give you guys a lowdown on each one of the types. I'm going to give you some examples so you can start to understand what motivation type you are. And it might be able to help you set some goals, fitness goals, any kind of goal that you want to try to accomplish in life. And I'm also going to try to give you some insight on how we coach our clients down here at Yes Fitness. Again, as a coach, it's more than just kicking your butt. It's more than just writing a program. And saying, okay, we're going to work on arms today. It's more than counting 15. It's more than just rah, 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 yelling in your face. There's a lot of aspects to come to coaching. And one I think is extremely important is trying to unlock the key to someone's success. Unlock how we can help them to be able to succeed, to accomplish the goal. And take that and apply it to other parts of their lives so that they can be successful in other areas of life. The author of this book is Gretchen Rubin, and she has a tremendous amount of interest in human nature and patterns of human behavior. And what actions we take, why we take them, and why we might not take them. And that's what she's interested in. So one day she was out to lunch with a friend, and her friend was complaining that she wanted to keep up her running routine, her running habit, but she was finding it difficult to maintain. She just wasn't able to maintain this habit of running that she wanted to do. She used to be on a track team way back in high school, and she had no problem running back then. She could just get up and go and run. She never found it difficult to fit it into her life. But now, as an adult, she couldn't make herself go running at all. She just she can't maintain that habit. So Gretchen kind of thought about why did this happen? Why is this? And the, this conversation kind of stuck in Ruben's head. And the more she thought about it, the more be she began to suspect 
that a bunch of habits people do or don't have. Like being able to run with a coach, without a coach, needing a trainer, not needing a trainer, um, taking responsibility at work or buckling down at authority came down to a simple bedrock distinction that set people apart. And from this conversation, Hooven eventually designed a simple personality test based on one question. This one question is that she based this whole premise on. How do you respond to expectations? She thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And she determined that how you respond to that one question, how do you respond to expectations, will tell you what your tendency is. So the book's called The Four Tendencies. And the four tendencies, you have just four tendencies. Everybody's underneath this umbrella. Four tendencies. Describe four different personality types based on responses to expectations, both internal, internal expectations, things that you have on yourself, and external expectations, those expectations others have for you. And expectations are things that we act on or we don't act on. So an example of an internal expectation would be, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to work out five days a week. Well, something that you've decided that you want to do, and they've put that expectation on yourself. An expert external expectation would be more like your teacher needs your paper by Monday or your boss needs this report by Monday. Someone else is putting an expectation on you. Pretty simple concept to understand, right? Internal, external expectations. So what are the four tendencies that she came up with? The four ways that people meet expectations. This is what determines the tendencies. And the four different tendencies are upholders, questioners, obligers, and rebels. And the way each tendency generally responds to internal expectations is the tendency. And of course, how each tendency responds to expectation affects the way the tendency needs to be taken action. So give me one second here. I gotta flip a switch on something here. <clears throat> or we're gonna get some noise in the background. So let's start off with the first one, an upholder. Well, I believe I'm an upholder. Upholders meet all expectations, internal and external. It doesn't mean I'm a great person or anything like that. It just means that I value self-reliance and performance. For an upholder, you tell them what needs to be done and they do it. So my mentor tells me, this is what you need to do to be more successful. This is what you need to do to run a challenge. This is what you need to do in your business. I just do it. I don't really question very often. I just go ahead and do it. I'm told that this is what I need to do to be able to run race in May to be able to take a half a second off my 50 meter time I'm told what to do by my coach I just go out and do it and uh, it's not likely that I miss workouts because of that it's, that's just how upholders are so if you're one of these people who I can give clear rules and structure to I can say here's exactly what you need to do you need to work out three days a week you need to follow this program you need to drink half of your body weight in water in ounces you need to eat a gram of protein per body weight of protein. And go on and on and on like that. And if you just go ahead and do that, 
if you're an upholder and I give you these rules, I lay them out for you, you will have no problem following them because you're an upholder. You're someone that can follow directions that doesn't need explanation. You're just going to go ahead and take your plan and run with it. A lot of people who aren't upholders don't like upholders sometimes because they're like, how do they just do it? How do upholders just go ahead and don't need any kind of motivation? They don't seem like they need uh, any kind of push. They don't need to be told on and on and on what to do. People kind of can look down on that sometimes. But to understand that upholders are kind of rare. And if you are an upholder, you can probably easily motivate yourself. And people don't understand why that is. A lot of people who can't motivate themselves don't understand that. And I kind of get that, okay? And everyone isn't like me. But the, it can cause an upholder to take a look at life differently. And this is something that you need to be cautious about, okay? If, if I can do something, if I just go ahead and exercise, you know, the, my, my plan or whatever it might be, I eat the way that I think that I should be eating. I don't need, you know, it's not, it's not hard for me to do. I don't need to be motivated to do it. I motivate myself internally. Sometimes it's hard for an upholder to understand why people can't do it, okay? Why can't this person be able to do that? I can't this person just go and exercise like they're supposed to exercise. I can do that. So it's it's a weakness that an upholder needs to keep an eye on to understand. They also need to understand that sometimes you can't follow the strict rules sometimes. Sometimes it's not going to happen the way you want it to happen. So you want to make sure you don't freak out over that. So those are a couple of things that an upholder would want to be cautious of. And to be able to understand when something comes motivated and those are the challenges of people not being able to do it. Like I, someone could come into the gym and I say, you need to work out four days a week. And they're not an upholder. Well, I just put an expectation on them that they're not going to be able to do. It's not going to be very motivating. They're not going to be very successful. So I need to know that and understand that. And maybe that's something if you think you're an upholder, you need to know and understand. So the second one is a questioner. So questioners meet internal expectations but not external expectations so questioners value reasons and purpose if they feel what needs to be done is justified then they'll do it so questioner is not like an upholder they're not going to just be told something to do and do it they're going to ask questions questioners want to know the facts they want to know the information they want to know what the data is so, for example, if I'm sitting down with John, comes into my facility, John wants to lose, um, lose some fat, right? And I start to talk to John about that. I give John all the data. He might be very motivated, but he needs to know the data why. I'm going to tell him why he needs to do strength training. Why is strength training so important for him to be able to meet his expectations of fat loss? And I know John doesn't want me to put expectations on him. He's more motivated internally, okay? So he needs to know the data. Once John knows that it makes sense, if he understands the data, he will follow along to the plan to a T. But he needs to know and understand that. So if you're a questioner, you need to know the data. You need to know the why. You need to know the details. 
You need to know what works and why it works. Not just do this and it's going to work. And once you know that, you are off and running. That is your motivation. You'll be able to follow your plan and you'll be able to be very successful. So one thing that I want a, a, a questioner, if you think you're a questioner, to understand is you need to recognize that always wanting to know all the facts can be pulverizing. You can't get started. You can't get out of your way. You can't get out of the starting blocks because all you're doing is constantly digging, 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 looking for the answers. Why, why, why? Why is this happening? What should I, why should I do this? Why should I do that? And it can stop you from being successful. It can stop you from being motivated because you're constantly looking for those answers. It's going to hold you back. So that's a little area you need to realize that if you think you're a questioner, that this can hold you back. So the third one is, the third tendency is an obliger. Obligers meet external expectations, but not internal expectations. It's a complete reverse of the questioner. Obligers value teamwork and duty. They hold, them, they hold accountability to themselves because of something else. And they'll do it because of that. So if you're an obliger and you're working with a plan, that is a key. Obliger, an obliger needs a plan. So maybe if I have an employee or if I have a customer, that you lay the plan out for them, okay? It's not necessarily that they need to know why it works like the questioner is, okay? They are going to meet the expect my expectations. They're motivated by the structure and meeting the outer expectations that I put on them to be successful. That's what motivates them. Whereas with the difference, the questioner needs to know the why it works, you give the obliger the, the plan, and they're just going to do it because they don't want to let me down. So it helps your motivation. That's your motivation. So if someone comes to my facility and I think they're an obliger, I'm going to try to team them up with a buddy system, okay? I'm going to try to make sure that they're with a group of people that are going to help hold them accountable. And that's what's going to motivate them. So being in a buddy system, you know, they have to meet up with someone. They have to train with someone. They have to go to the gym. They have to meet someone or they have to go to this particular group and the people in that group are all around them, that is what's going to lead to their success. That's what's going to lead them to the success, changing the lifestyle that they want. Because they're not going to get it done on their own. They're only going to get it done because they don't want to let the other people down, that external expectation. So if you are an obliger, here's something you need to be very careful of. you got to be careful of burnout because you can end up saying yes to everybody and after and not being able to be successful because you're going to have burnout you're saying yes 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 work you're okay i'll do that i'll do that there. because you want to be obliging to everyone so be careful of that pick your yeses carefully and know that you're, you're joining something and why you're joining something and why you're doing something why this is motivating you not necessarily because of that external expectation how is that going to be able to lead you to, is this really going to lead you to whatever the goal is that you're trying to accomplish? So then finally, <coughs> excuse me, there is a rebel. Rebel it resists all expectations. Rebels value freedom and choice. Let them choose what they want to do. 
and they will do it all the time, and they will be very successful. Rebels, the rebel, you want to be aware if you're a rebel because you like to do it your own way. So if I give you something that's going to work, so if I say, hey, listen, I've been running the gym now for 23 years, and this is what's going to work. It's an effective program. It's worked for me for years and years and years. I've seen it be successful on so many people on what you're trying to accomplish. You're not going to do it because you're a rebel. And you're going to want to try to figure it out on your own. So if you're someone who's trying to figure it out on your own, and you've tried many different paths, and you haven't been successful at it, let's say just for example fat loss, you've tried all these different things, you haven't been successful, you might fall into this category. You might fall into the rebel category. So this is just something you want to start to be aware of. That you don't want to do what's been successful at a facility of, or, or a way that something when he's done something, not necessarily with me, with anywhere in life, they're showing you the way to go, but you're saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to figure this out myself, okay? Just be aware of that. I know if I think I have a rebel in front of me, when I'm talking to a rebel, I actually try to give them different paths to choose from. And hopefully, and typically, the path that they choose, they're going to take ownership, and that's going to be the clear path to their long-term change. Because I let them decide. Because they don't want to be told what to do. They want to figure it out for themselves. So those are the four. You got rebel, you got questioners, you got obligers, and you have upholders, okay? But here's another little angle you can take to look at the tendencies. Mr. Rubin also compares each of the four tendencies to a traffic light color. So red equals rebels. Expectations being bring them to a halt. They want no expectations put on them. Yellow is a questioner. They'll proceed, but they're going to proceed with caution. They're going to ask a lot of questions. Green is an obliger. Obliger is going to ask, and they will go, 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 go all day long. And then is blue is the upholder. And she says blue for no other reasons that there's no other colors on the traffic light. That's why she chose blue. So if you want to take a look at her research, the U.S. population is roughly breaks down to like the four categories, like 41% of the people are obligers. 24% are questioners, 19% are upholders, and 17% are, up, are rebels. So if you want to know what your tendency is, from what I just talked about here a little bit, you're just a little bit curious, okay? You can Google the four tendencies quiz of Gretchen Rubin, and there'll be a quiz for you to take. Just answer the questions, and they're going to print out a little report for you, and it's going to tell you why you think, why they think that you are with the tendency that you are. But until that happens, you can start thinking about it a little bit like this, okay? Think about this one question. How do you feel about New Year's resolutions? Because res New Year's resolutions are expectations, right? If you enjoy making resolutions all the time, you enjoy making goals, including New Year's, you might be an upholder. Goals are your things, your goal setter, and you don't need anybody to motivate you, and you might need a plan on how to do it, then there you go. You're an upholder. If you make and keep resolutions, but January 1st is an arbitrary date, you might be a questioner. Why does it have to be on January 1st? That's the question, right? If you don't make resolutions because you always give up on them, you might be an obliger because you need that external motivation. 
okay? You don't want to let somebody down. And if you don't make any resolutions at all, because you don't believe in them, or if you make them and there's a challenge involved, you might, you might be a rebel. So what do you want to do with these four tendencies when we just talked about it? Once you kind of figure out who you are, what your tendency is, and it can be a little bit of an overlap, but for the most part, and some of the tendencies kind of meld together slightly, okay? You really, really are, typically, you are one of the four tendencies in most of the decisions that you make. And it, it's nice to try to compare one another and try to figure out which it is, but what I want you to do is I want you to think about who you might be so that you can understand what you can do to motivate yourself and what you can do to not fall into the trap and not be motivated because I want you to be successful. So figure out who you are. Rest assured, there's no happier or more successful tendency. Every tendency has strengths and weaknesses. The happiest people are the ones who know their tendencies. They embrace it and they work on to achieve the best results. You might say, I'm an upholder. So it's great for me to be in my own business because I don't need to be motivated. I'm self-motivated, internal, external expectations. Someone tells me what to do, I do it. But there are tons of people who are successful in business that are obligers or rebels or questioners. The most miserable people are the ones who can't identify with their tendencies or they think they can change their own or someone else's tendencies. So think about those four tendencies and hopefully that information can help you move on, not just in your fitness goals, but any other kind of goal in life and help you keep motivated in life. So hopefully it helps you guys. And if you have any questions, always get back to me. I will be happy to help you figure this out. The, the little quiz online, I took the quiz myself. I am an upholder based upon that quiz. Um, but I think if you can figure this out, and you really figure out how, what motivates you and how to be motivated, that um, it can be very powerful for you, very powerful for being successful in life. So again, thanks for watching, thanks for taking the time. I hope this was helpful, and um, you guys have a great evening, and we'll see you next Tuesday, where I'm gonna give you more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Thanks for watching.